and welcome to episode number 34 of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am recording this on Thursday, the 28th of September, the day that it is coming out. I had plans to get it to come out, you know, lined up and ready a bit early so I could be one ahead, but you know, life gets in the way. <laughs> so, what's new with me? So, as you remember, I was talking to you about my chakra meditation course. I'm now three weeks into that. And last week I hilariously fell asleep, quite annoyed actually because I missed a whole section of it. But hey, if the body wants to sleep, you gotta let it. Um, I remember listening to the start of the guided part all about the heart chakra and building a golden temple edge by edge, you know, visualizing it all. Um, we're, we're, but then all of a sudden we were just bringing our awareness back into the room again. And it's funny, I don't remember feeling sleepy uh, and drifting off. Do you know the way you feel just as you're about to drift off to sleep? But afterwards, when I was talking to my friend Donna about it, who's doing it as well, she was mentioning all about going down in an elevator with golden globes. And I was like, wait a minute, I have no recollection of that. So then is when I thought, oh yes, I must have fallen asleep. <laughs> Um, but who knows, maybe my subconscious absorbed all the good stuff. And I have another session tomorrow, so determined to stay awake. You know, I've paid good money for this, so I want to take away some information. <laughs> so yeah, that is what is new avec moi. Also, another point, I was using um, a new, I think this is what it is anyway, a new washing detergent. And you want to see the emer- uh, emergency, not quite, the um, allergic reaction I had to it. I think it was the soap anyway, because it's the only thing that I've changed recently. And I, did, and I remember thinking after a couple of washes, oh, that's quite nice fragrance. Um, but apparently fragrance in itself, you know, extra perfume that's added to products is one of the biggest uh, problems for allergic reactions. So yeah, not fun, itchy, crazy, restless night's sleep. But I am on the mend now with the help of a bit of coconut oil for soothing and um, a bit of diluted tea tree oil has been really good actually as well. So yeah, you got to watch out what you're changing about in your products in the house because it can have a nasty effect. Anyway, so let's launch in to the topic of the week. Now I've talked about this before a little bit, but I wanna delve in a bit more, uh, especially because I'm feeling particularly passionate about it right now for one reason or another, and that is fears. And I'm actually gonna do, I reckon, a couple of different parts to this. So this will be part one. I'm thinking nice little nugget, bite-sized versions, and then um, we'll see how we go from there. So part one. So just thinking, pondering as you do, you know, how do fears manifest? You know, we aren't born with them. Apart from what I believe to be true is the fear of falling and loud noises. I, I, you know the way you would have had dreams about falling and then you would wake up as a jolt. I even think, you know, even as a baby, you're probably not even scared of falling because you don't know any better and you'd fall over all the time. But definitely loud noises, no matter what age you are, if you hear an, a loud noise, you, you jerk and you look and, and wonder what it is. Um, and those are pretty reasonable to me. But where do all the other ones come from? How do they start? And why are some people scared of certain things that others aren't? It's, it's a fascinating subject. Um, so here's a couple of common fears that maybe you have or, or I have, who knows? Uh, failure, public speaking, flying, being alone, death, being different, and speaking up. 
so I've been researching different aspects of fear and you could certainly lose a few hours, stroke days, going down rabbit holes and reading everybody's opinion and things like that. But firstly, as I always say, with health, it's about getting to the root cause. And it's the same with fear. If you just paper over the cracks, issues are just going to probably resurface bigger and badder in the long run. Of course, it's going to be uncomfortable. But I think, you know, the promise of hope can perhaps be used to drive that change to, you know, you don't want this fear. Um, so if there's the, the drive of hope, the, the thought of the other side can hopefully push you through. Um, you know, we can embrace the discomfort as long as it's dealt with correctly. You know, we all love to feel comfortable. We like comfortable homes, comfortable sofas, comfortable bed, temperature exactly correct. Um, but perhaps this has become to our detriment. You know, when we learn to lean into discomfort a little bit, we get to see all the good stuff that lies on the other side. So it's about striving for that, I believe. And I recently read a great description about fear. Quote, just like a weed in the garden, you can't just cut it down above the surface. It will grow back. You have to get into the dirt and pull it out by the root. So there we go. You might have to get dirty in order to face your fears. So today, part one, I'm going to hone in on one aspect in particular, and that is a big one, the fear of failure. So I'm sure we've all experienced that, whether outwardly it is visible or not. Um, I'm pretty sure we've all felt it at one point or another. It's a huge one and our minds just go into overdrive, sort of like, you know, what if I look stupid? What if I mess up? What if, what if I, what if it just doesn't work out or I fall flat on my face, literally? If we allow our brains to overthink things and obsess about the worst possible scenario, we can become paralyzed with fear. And the more we do this, the more we we create a well-cemented habit loop. You know, it's ingrained in who we are. It becomes a part of us. And then we achieve nothing, but we can't really see any way out because it's just gone on and on and been a part of us for so long. I mean, of course, there's things that you simply do not want to do and perhaps you shouldn't. That's fine. You have to stay true to you at the end of the day. But there are also things we know we should do and even feel a pull towards them. I know I've been there, but then just at the last minute we chicken out. We want that comfort back. Uh, I've certainly been there, as I say. Then there's the feeling afterwards. After you've chickened out, uh, you're, you're so annoyed with yourself for not even giving it a go. Your stupid brain has talked you out of it and you, you try and then maybe justify it to yourself somehow later. You know, oh yeah, I shouldn't have done that anyway and you know, it's, I'm better off this way. You do, you talk yourself into it. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of Mel Robbins' work uh, recently. She's an amazing motivational speaker. It's just very passionate, very normal I really enjoy listening to what she has to say. Um, and she has a book called The Five Second Rule. Um, and it really it really enables you to make better choices in life, all being well if you if you use it. Um I'm actually excited to try it out more and more myself when the opportunity arrives. I just need to keep it in the forefront of my mind because you can easily forget, you know, we do go through life super fast and don't give ourselves a chance to kind of go right. How do I actually want to deal with this situation? So I need to keep it in the forefront whenever the next opportunity comes up. So it's super simple, maybe not easy, 
to actually do to get yourself into that mindset but it is a simple method and all you do is count five four three two one and then go you move you get up you do that thing that you should be doing and get into action now i know it sounds ridiculously simple but what it will do is break your habit loop stop your brain for from interfering and hindering you like it has done in the past and as Mel describes this activates your prefrontal cortex the part of your brain that is responsible for high level thinking so of course your brain wants to to keep you safe and doesn't really like risk but sometimes we need to silence our stupid brains and rise to action right away now this type of snap decision obviously isn't for reckless opportunities oh let's go on a wee date here and head to Vegas and then maybe get hitched Shout out to Britney Spears there. (laughs) Um, It's a tool to grab when you feel that knowing pull towards something beneficial. So that's the next thing you could try if you are scared to do something. But at the same time, feel a pull towards it. Five, four, three, two, one. Go. Do. See what happens. Uh, I remember in primary school, I was painfully shy. I mean, I would be scared to ask to go to the bathroom to the point where there was probably an accident to deal with and I would go home in the old yellow lost property tights from a box. Um, I mean, where does that fear even come from? I, I can't work it out and thankfully today I don't have the same problem. Um, and then when I was in high school, you know, I had my friends. I was probably still a little bit shy then too. But at the same time, people close to me knew I loved a bit of attention, which probably comes from being the youngest and the only girl in the family. I've got three older brothers. Now, I may have liked attention, but the thought of getting up to make a presentation in school, pure terror. I guess, you know, you're comfortable with your with your own clan and in that sort of context, but other kids that could potentially laugh at you, that's another story. So don't you just wish you could go back to your, your younger self and say, it's all going to be totally irrelevant in years to come. So just count five, four, three, two, one, and just be you. But today I feel kids are, are more confident and encouraged to express themselves anyway. So that's that's great. So I started this little nugget, part one of the podcast, with the statement, how do fears manifest? And to be honest, um, it's probably too complicated for me to address, and I'm hardly qualified. But I think sometimes we know deep down why certain fears are there but aren't really ready to deal with them also maybe sometimes we don't ever understand why the hell they're there in the first place but to me as i said at the start we aren't born with these fears there has to be a reason for them arising um we maybe have just buried it buried it dark buried it deep down or maybe it's a learned fear from a parent uh, maybe it's more complex and it has layers like, you know, control is important to you and that manifest, manifests in all sorts of other ways in your life. It's a huge topic and I just wanted to touch upon it, get you thinking and perhaps encourage you to take action in some way because if a fear is learned, surely it can be unlearned. You just really want to put the work in. So yeah, little nugget of uh, part one to fears and I'll bring you more next week but I hope that was interesting to you Um, I hope you have a really good day and why don't you try the 54321 go rule today and email me up at 
info at karenmcclintock.co.uk and let me know if it works. I would love to hear because it can be so powerful and lots of stories from Mel showing how amazing that it can be. Uh, so yeah, see you later. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.